No, don't, don't even. He was there, goddammit, and he was wearing your jacket, Barry. Where'd he go? Did the crabs carry him away? I, I swear to God. I believe you. He took the body. He came here. He took the body. Why would he do that? I don't know, Barry. Okay, why would he try to run you over? Why did he make coleslaw on Helen's head? He's fucking with us. Come on, Julie. Let's go back to the house. Where's your jacket, Barry? Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police. Not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Yes, indeed. We have a fun movie today. I'm excited to talk about this. I've been wanting to get to this movie for a while. Same. And I'm surprised that we have not done this earlier, but this was this was the moment. Yes, I, I think that this, this movie is the moment. This is the moment. I think you're absolutely right. Well, uh, listeners, everybody out there, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies, movies that made us gay. gay. Oh, boy. So much fun. We got to our... I Know What You Did Last Summer, directed by Jim Gillespie, written by Kevin Williamson, that big old homo, <laughs> with current reigning Mr. Delaware Cub 2020, and our very own Miss Croker Queen 2021, Lex Apro. Welcome Lex to the show. Apro, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. I Every time I, I watch this, I'm like, I want that crown. Yeah. I want that Croker Queen crown. It's so beautiful. But the real question is, would your boyfriend <laughs> jump into the ocean Freeze with the, the dead body that you just dumped off if he grabbed your crown. Would oh, he do I would that? make him. Yeah. I would make him do it. I feel like, but, though, this crown is easily reproduced. I mean, it just... It, you would think, because I've done, a, <laughs> as a DIY queen, I've done uh, a lot of research in how to... There's, like, one or two people that sell them on Etsy for, like, $500. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's too much. And I'm like, I know that you're not handcrafting, you're not like hand sculpting this metal. I know what you're doing. <laughs> so like the pieces aren't e- easy to find. Like it's it's harder than you think to be like, I want a bejeweled seahorse Sure, that's two inches tall. Sure. It's harder to find that than you'd think. You know where you could find all that stuff real easy and on the cheap? Uh, Mexico. Because that makes sense. Let me tell you what. Sure. I've got some grandmothers that had full, like, tchotchkes made of shells. They had, like, you know, jewelry boxes. And I remember uh, my grandma on my dad's side, she had, like, they would, like, make, like, sculptures out of, like, sea shells. And there was a full-on car. A, like, Love a it. car that was a oh, music Oh, I think box. I've seen that at, like... At like tchotchke yes. stores and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, full on car that was like a music box and it had like a little, it would have like wire, like copper wire or something to like make, you know, the framework sense. Yeah. But it was fully just everything made out of seashells. And even as a kid, I was like, this is so tacky and I love it. Oh, <laughs> this could use some glitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, a little bit of help. Um, but yeah, I know what you did last summer. What I mean, what a ride. I mean, what a ride. <laughs> I'm surprised you did scream before this because I feel like yeah. on the gay scale, this feels gayer than scream. I don't know why that is. I mean, it has the the patron saint of all young homosexual men that came of age in the 90s, Ryan Phillippe. Yes. 
And it also had Jennifer Love Hewitt, who everyone could pretend that they were had a crush on. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. They were watching J-Lo? it for Jennifer Love Hewitt. And J-Lo then... and SJP. <laughs> really scoped or not, not SJP, SMG. 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 Yeah. yeah, I think both of those served as, like, conduits for, like, like gay boy. Like, they're my crushes, but really I just want to mm-hmm. be as fierce as them. Um, and, Mom, don't forget to tape Party of Five and Buffy <laughs> this week. <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of straight friends, and I feel like, you know, my, my love of Jennifer Love Hewitt just kind of, like, helped, like, get a foot in the door of, like, yeah, I can talk about this this one. Um, do we all remember where we were when we first saw – I know you, you did last summer. Well, I remember when this movie came out because my sister, who was, I think, in high school at the time mm-hmm. – uh, she saw this in the movie theater with her boyfriend, and I was just really like, "Oh, like classic! Did you classic like it? Movie. Oh yeah! Did you like eight. it? Did you have fun with it?" And she was like, "I thought it was dumb," and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that sounds about right." I, I thought it looked fun, and then <laughs> I rented it from I think our local gas station, the movie wall. Oh my god! I picked this off the movie wall and I rented it, and I loved it. And it's one of those things that with my sister, I had to be like, "Is okay." <laughs> but but in, in behind but closed doors. But I secretly doors. loved it. And then I think I just bought it on tape and would just watch it just like on the reg. I don't know. I remember my first time watching Scream. But I feel like this movie, I just like, it was always there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, yeah. that's how I feel. I'm like, I just always remember this movie. I don't remember the first time, but I, it's always been like part of the conversation and the and the quotes and everything. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw it in the theater. Uh, it was my, uh, I think it was my first year of college. Um, and I went with a group of friends and a new boy that we started hanging out with that I was uh, very much uh, attracted to. His name was Ricky. And I was like, oh, you should come with us. I think you've talked about Ricky before. this uh, movie and he went with us. And we sat next to each other, and uh, I, I did you touch hands, reaching for the we, popcorn? Together? You know, we didn't. Nothing really ever came. Did you just that like hold your hand, like palm up, <laughs> expectantly <laughs> next to him? No, <laughs> just grabbed his knee when I got when I got scared. Ooh, uh, no, none of that happened. But I do remember um, thinking at the time that Ryan Phillippe's body this that body yaddy yaddy scrawny yeah. little body <laughs> scrawny but slamming yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say at the time my like you know 17 and a half year old self was just like oh my god this is unattainable like body this is like this male like form is something that i will never reach and now in 2021 i'm looking and you know i'm 40 something and i'm looking at him going this is a child a baby. <laughs> it's a, a baby. Small baby with little chicken arms. And I was sitting at home thinking, oh my goodness, he, he has that, so built. That teeny little frame. Yeah. Um I've a I can appreciate Freddie Prince Jr. a little bit more now. I'm thinking, wow, he's he's looking very cute. I feel like at the time I was yeah. like, get out of here. Who are you? I think because he has Freddie Freddie has a more mature face. Mm-hmm. And so, into as a, a child, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're old. Get yes. out of here, old. Aged right, into right. a very handsome older man, too, if you ask me. I think so, I think so too. Yeah, I think he's very much um, much like his, his wife, Sarah Michelle Geller. I feel like the two of them are 
pretty, um, not ageless, but they look great for yeah. being in their mid forties. The two, of yeah, them. they're they're gracefully, yes, absolutely. And he has, a, and he has a uh, a wonderful, fruitful voiceover career. Uh, he does nowadays. He's in the Star Wars universe. Oh, is he? Yes, I didn't he know is. that. Yes. Is this, is he Ezra? No, he's not Ezra. Rebels? He, no, okay, he's not Ezra. who is he on? He is um. Uh, now I'm forgetting, but he's... Uh, is he in Clone Wars or Rebels? He's in Rebels, yeah. Okay. And um, he's Ezra's Jedi teacher, and I, his name is escaping me, and now I'm going to sound like a fool, but whatever. Um, yeah, so it's got, like, it's got the eye candy with Ryan Philippian and uh, Freddie Prince Jr., but, I mean, we talked about Jennifer Love Hewitt a little bit in our commentary track for Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. But Jennifer Love Hewitt, I mean, this girl. Bless her heart. <laughs> I love her. I, I can't get enough of this Treasure, girl. that one. <laughs> so I watched the first season of Ghost Whisperer a few years ago because I was like, this show seems like it should be, you know, yeah. part of my wheelhouse. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> you, know who loved, you know who loved Ghost Whisperer? My mom. My mom. I mean, it seems that, like a mom show. It's that like classic Friday medium. night show mm-hmm. of just like mm-hmm. something's on on the TV and it's basic cable. Yeah. Yeah. But J. Love Hewitt always, to me, gives off this like bossy bottom energy. Oh, ah. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Like she'd be like, bottom, can't host, don't drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pick me up. Yeah, for sure. Um, she just is. I mean, she just seems like every talk show appearance I've ever seen of her. She just seems she's like just happy to be there. Bubbly delight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been with her. I'm. I'm going to call her Love this entire uh, podcast because Love. That, that is her preferred first name. I she, said. I said Jen when we were watching the movie, and Pete was like, No, 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 no. She is Love. It's Love. If you if you know her, is that a real thing? Her, yes. Like, I oh. feel like love is actually, like, she goes by that. And, you know, if you meet her, she'll say, like, nice to meet you. I'm love or whatever. Um, all the times that I've met her in person, 0.00. <laughs> but, like, uh, you, you, like, walk, you, like, passed her at the Galsons. Right. Actually, no, that's wrong. I did uh, meet her in person once when I worked at the Glendale Galleria. When I was in high school, how are those? Okay. How are those? How are those? Those cans? Those cans in person? I mean, and this was in high school, so she was probably sixteen <laughs> at the time too. So they were perky. Um, let me tell you this: you know who she was with at the time when I was working at the Glendale Galleria, and she came into my store, Mario Lopez. Love it. Oh, another yeah. ageless human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. He looks exactly the same, and uh, he's a couple of years older than. Love and I, because we are the same age. And um, are you the same age as Love? As Love, seventy-seven. Oh wow! Yeah, I think she's a bit older than me, but yeah. So and you would have grown up with her on Kids Incorporated. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Me and her go way back. We're old friends. I, is Kids Incorporated <laughs> like? Is that like Zoom? Oh my goodness! Are you not familiar with Kids Incorporated? We need I'm to not. You up? I remember. Speed. I remember the later years of Kids Incorporated, probably when it wasn't cool anymore. So, Kids Incorporated listeners, listen up, children. Yeah, <laughs> this show is absolutely bananas. Uh, you need to go on YouTube, and we, we might have to pause just so you can like get get up to speed. <laughs> so, okay, so it takes place. In this, uh, like, dinner theater 
coffee shop, soda fountain, nightclub, nightclub. It's, it sounds like every like setting of a children's show. It's like yeah. it's whatever we need it to be. Yes, and it's. Mm-hmm. Operated, run by, and patronized exclusively by children. Not an adult in sight. Not one in sight. There's not even like an old grizzled like mm-hmm. janitor Stage character. Stage manager. Yeah, none of that. It's all just the kids. Box office attendant. No. Right. And wow. the main car- the main cast are the titular Kids Incorporated, and it's a rotating group of kids that uh, are in kind of like the house band. At you know this place, and I think it's called like the place or whatever. Sorry, like fans. that's again was, sounds, sounds, sounds about right. right thing, was place. Kids Incorporated around before the new uh, MMC? MMC, yes, okay. So they kind of beat them to the punch of like singing and dancing they kids did. on TV of the eighties. And so what they did on the show was they would uh, sing pop songs of the day in a very like kids bop style. Okay, and you may remember. Uh, such notables uh, such as Jennifer Love Hewitt, Mario Lopez, uh, Martika, who sang Toy Soldiers, uh, one Miss Stacy Fergie Ferguson. Heavily oh. used on that show, too. Yes. Of the famous rock band Wild Orchid. Um, so did it have like a story to it or was it just like a variety show? Uh, the episodes ran like sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like so they would have a story and like a little problem of the week and then the, the pop songs would kind of like, you know, like have something to do with what was going on. But they did like fully pop songs of the 80s. So these kids were singing fully like inappropriate like Madonna and Prince songs. In full, like, costume. My favorite is Amazing. the Material Girl with Stacy, where they're all in Marie Antoinette outfits. Yes. Shut up. Yeah. Where? I need to look a clip that up. It. It's so good. Yes. And Jennifer Love Hewitt was on the show as a very small child. I'm telling you, she is, like, maybe she was, like, 9 through 12, her run on the show. Probably around the same time she did the, the Barbie tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Working out Barbie. I, I forgot yes. about the Barbie tape. Yes. That was a thing. Love it. Love it. And mm-hmm. she's actually credited on Kids Incorporated as Love Hewitt. There's no gender. Ah, uh, so huh. cool. Yeah. I so does d- she have hippie parents? Possibly. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And huh. uh, so she's been in the business forever. You know, she was this kid actor. She was on Kids Inc. You know, uh, she attempted a music career in her late teens. I forgot about that. Yes. Her album, Let's Go Bang. Like that. There's a comma in there, so it's like, let's go. Bang. I don't know. That's a weird title. It was not a great choice. No, not a good choice. There's one song. Is it How Do I Live? Well, they they kind of rebooted the music career in the late 90s because she did the Mm -hmm. title track uh, to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. How Do I Live? Which I listen to regularly. It's kind of a great song. And she was well, on. Well, I still know is is a pretty solid sequel. It is. It's yeah. fun. It's very different, and it yeah. almost could have worked as not even being a sequel, like on its own as it as its own movie. But like, I like it. I remember when it's G- solid when Love yeah. was on the Rolling Stone cover for Bare Naked in the early two thousands. I was in high school. Was that another album of hers? Yeah, Bare Naked. Yeah, like she got who's, a Rolling Stone cover with who's it. Naming these album titles. For- <laughs> What oh, horny dude is like cigar chomping dude? But it's one of those things. Straight boys weren't listening to love. No, they were they were getting her her like Maxim 
Oh, definitely. Issues. Mm-hmm. Her Maxim and her Rolling Stone. Yeah. But they weren't buying the albums. No, not by a long shot. <laughs> um, and I, I, I also remember she did... Uh, Noxzema commercials? She did Noxzema commercials, did. yes. But I was going to say the... Uh, is it Heartbreakers with Squirrel? Oh, sure. Okay, so she's in Heartbreakers with Sigourney Weaver and Jason Lee. And Jason Lee goes on Leno to promote the movie. And he's talking about the movie, and Leno's like, so how did you like working, you know, with your co-stars, Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt? And he's like, oh, Sigourney's great, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, okay, what about Jennifer Love Hewitt? And he goes, Jason Lee, like, cool guy. Jason is like, cool, like, I'm a, sk- I'm a professional yeah. skateboarder. Like, I work with Kevin Smith. Like, I'm, like, the cool actor, right, of this, like, time frame. And um, this is, like, before all the Scientology stuff came out. And they're like, okay, so what did you think of Jennifer Love Hewitt? And he goes, she laughs a lot. Shade. That's what. He, that's all he had to say about her. I was like, really? Well, fuck you. To quote Gia Gunn, there's room for, for everyone. everyone. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, girl. Okay, I guess you did not get along with her. But I don't know how you don't get along with her. She just seems like the nicest person. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard any... There's never been any, like, back, like, you know, behind-the-scenes tea of, like... Yeah. Someone storms off because love was mean or <laughs> right, something. So it's just... And do you remember when she did RuPaul's Drag Race? She did season four where mm-hmm. it was the makeover challenge. And she just yes. seems lovely, just yeah. happy to be there. Real like, Paula Abdul just energy. Like, just <laughs> when they were doing the lip sync, just like in tears yeah, of just like how moved she was by all of it. And I like that when she said to Ru, Ru, I need a drag name. And RuPaul was just like... Jennifer Love Hewitt is the best drag already. name of all time. <laughs> you already did it. Yeah, I'm telling you. Name like I Love. I totally forgot she guest hosted. Yeah. And one of those ago. things, like, still booked and blessed. Like, she's still on just 911. That's right. With Collecting um, paychecks. Angela Bassett and yeah. Chris Traeger from Parks and Rec. I can't remember his real name. Oh, uh... Not Rob, Rob Lowe. Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe. Okay. Yeah, Rob Jeez. Lowe. Jeez Louise. Rob Lowe strikes me as he'd be playing like a hot fireman. Is he like a hot fire chief? I think he's like a police chief, fire chief. He's a okay. chief of some kind, but he's like, you know, obviously hot because sure. he's Rob Lowe. Rob, yeah. Uh, the 911, another show. Never seen one episode, but hey, somebody it Seems like it. a mom show. It, exactly. I'm glad that it's Pan Loves Mortgage, though. Yeah, why not? Yeah. She's doing she's doing well in TV in in this in this era of her career, but okay. So we've got Love doing the Lord's work. She's killing it in this movie, and also this movie would have been a big deal for both her and Sarah. I mean, yes. these were major teen slasher movies yeah. where they had just done TV work. I think Sarah she had just finished season one of Buffy, which was probably on the verge of being canceled. Yes. I think that Buffy was very lucky to get past its first like two seasons. So this was yeah. a this was a big deal for her. Sarah, I mean she had done TV movies. She won an Emmy for playing Erica Kane's daughter. Erica Kane's daughter on All My Children. So this also oh. was kind of a big deal for her. And then she did Scream 2. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, cameo? Probably kind of. Heightened cameo. Inflated inflated cameo. Mm -hmm. She's not quite playing the Drew opening scene, but um, she was just real popular at the time. No. No. Not by a long shot. Um, Yeah. Daytime Emmy Award winner 
Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. The um, well deserved. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't 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 dig too deep into the um, the timeline and the age difference with uh, Erica Kane. And I mean, Susan Lucci could definitely be Sarah Michelle Gellar's mother, but the the ages on the show doesn't quite add up. That's well, another episode. Soap operas <laughs> at one point. Uh, Joan Crawford stepped in for, to for her daughter. There so you go. Yeah. ages ages are nebulous. <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go. I think actually Sarah Michelle Gellar's character they aged up from like sixteen to like twenty five in like a season. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I don't know why they aged her up that made Susan Lucci even older. But um, yeah, so I mean it's a solid cast. These four are like it's very well rounded. I love these four. We also have Johnny Galecki in there. I mean, thankless role, but mm-hmm. hey. here, yeah, he he got a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Doesn't and, need it nowadays, but he got. Anne Hesh kind of knocking this small role out of the park. So that's the thing about this movie is that, like, I, I like this movie a lot. I will say that off the bat. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of the red herrings would be more interesting than the movie we end up with. Right. Sure. If they actually did it. Yeah, like yeah. Anne Hage is dressed like she's a member of the Firefly family. Yes. Why why? Why is she why is she like Leatherface? Look yeah. Looking like she's renting out the Texas Chainsaw Massacre property. Yes. And then Johnny Galecki, I was like, Oh, that's seems like they'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then um her sister, Elsa. Yeah. Bridget Wilson Wilson Sampras. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking when watching it. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if Bridget ended up being the killer of the movie? Because they kind, of, great. they kind of introduce her of that, like, oh, you better watch out for this one. They keep doing the, like, yeah. insert cuts of her, like, mm-hmm. pretending to, like, do a mannequin, but, yeah. like, looking at her sister. Love it. And, but, I mean, I do kind of also love that the character's just an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's just cunty. Yeah. I yeah. think she skipped doing Mortal Kombat 2 to do this. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. Sonya Bladen. I mean, wise decision. <laughs> definitely <laughs> to skip definitely out on the correct move. Yeah. But <laughs> I just found out when we did a revisit of Mortal Kombat that she replaced Cameron Diaz yes. in the first movie. She like last, last minute. Last minute replacement. Oh, I heard about that. Jimmy. Wow. Very Also, smart move on Cameron's uh, part. Yeah, <laughs> too bad you broke that wrist, Cameron. And also, just someone, Bridget Wilson Sampras, well, she's not married to Sampras anymore, but just kind of dropped off the radar in the mid-2000s. I have yeah. not seen her in a movie in years. Yeah, I'm trying to think the last would have been, like, this Billy Madison. Oh, like, man. I, kinda... rem- I last remember seeing her in Shop Girl with... Claire Danes, oh, wow. and that was the last time she's probably been seen. Hmm. I'm a, sure that she probably just married Rich and just is like, I don't want to work anymore. Or maybe yeah, I'm she, good. Maybe she got a good settlement from when she divorced Pete Sampras. This is true. He was a there you she, go. She's got that tennis money. Tennis player. Okay, so that we decided that this movie takes place in North Carolina. <laughs> That's what the movie tells us. I was reading that those opening shots to that new rocks, that like new metal song, were oh done on the on the California northern coast. This, yeah, it's where they filmed the birds. Okay, all right, Bodega Bay. Yeah, yeah, that makes it's, sense. yeah, it's Bodega Bay. That makes sense. But honestly, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, this is this is like 
Rhode Island. This is New England, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. this movie is New England. No, it's North Carolina. Why is it North Carolina? I don't know. Uh, yeah, because it feels so New England-y with the whole, like, fishing boat thing. Yeah, like, the 4th of July Croker Queen yeah, contest. Yeah, I but, think no. that Dawson's Creek was also set in North Carolina. It was. So it's like... Kevin Williamson just had, like, a bee in his bonnet of ties there, that yeah. area of the coast at the time. Yeah. Huh. I mean, um, M. Knight's the same way with with, with Philly. Philly, with my yeah. area. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Scott mentioned it briefly, but this soundtrack, I mean... It's a good one. It is filled with new, and that is N-U with the umlau metal. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my goodness. That Coolidge so Shaker song, which is the deep purple cover, was on every single trailer and TV spot. Oh, that's Cooler Shaker doing yeah. the hush? It's Cooler Shaker. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not mad at Cooler Shaker. They're not new metal. Mm-hmm. They were like indie, like... Cool guy band. Cooler Shaker was indie cool guy band, but all the rest of the... They're also on like... a soundtrack with Korn. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dated. Hmm. Dated for sure. Very. It's a very time-stamped... Yeah. soundtrack oh, yes. but in a great way yes and the composer is the composer of hocus pocus <gasps> oh my goodness oh sure okay john right. debney okay all right all right hocus um, pocus poll i love that <laughs> yeah that's a <laughs> always I, I can bring everything <laughs> back to hocus relevant. pocus somehow okay. when they made this movie scream i think had just been shot or had come out so tristar quickly like scooped up Kevin Williamson to adapt Lois Duncan's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Have you read I Know What You Did Last Summer? I have not, but I understand that it's not too far from this. (laughs) This just has more murder. I Ah. read it when I was in junior high because we were looking for books to read, and I pulled this off the reading wall because it was the movie color. It was the movie cover. Okay. Oh, okay. And as I remember about the movie, it's about these four teenagers on graduation night. They hit a, a kid on a bicycle. Oh, that's worse. And they just decide oh. to leave him there and go about their way. Shit. And then the kid's family one year later ends up, like, sending them the note. Oh. Huh. That's so it's kind different. of one of those things that the book examines sort of the trauma of a, of a hit and run. Sure. And yeah. I know that Lois Duncan at the time was not very happy with this movie because they yeah. just sort of form it to be this house on sorority row and prom night like send up of the movies of the 80s. Okay. Interesting. Which is – I think it's, it, it was successful in doing that, mm-hmm. which is – funny it's just like not her goal but it was successful in doing so huh okay see now i grew up all in middle school reading the horror novels of christopher pike i'm sure that there's probably about four books by christopher pike that are this plot well there is a series in uh christopher pike's over refer uh that are the chain letter Mm-hmm. series this chain letter one two and three i believe and uh christopher pike is very like rl stein ish okay but i think christopher pike fancied himself a little bit more like of a serious like sci-fi writer and they always mm-hmm. had like some kind of like supernatural element so like by the time we get to to uh chain letter part two it's just completely like a like a evil spirit from like the fourth dimension like he really felt like he was a kind of like a, a young adult stephen king and it's like all right 
They were always really good. R.L. Stein's already doing it. They were always really good covers. (laughs) Oh, Christopher Pike books were the best covers. Loved them. Um, And so, yeah, so I was was on board with the chain letter uh, books, especially the first one. And it had, like, the most kind of to do with this. They actually, like, killed, like, a grown person and they got the letter. You know, a year later, they get a chain letter and it's, like, you know, the whole thing. Um, So that was kind of my thing where I was, like, I didn't even realize, um, you know, when I first saw this as a teenager that it was adapted from a book. I just thought that that, that it was just kind of, like, a common idea. And I didn't even – Because it's not very prominently in the credits Mm -mm. that, like, adapted or based on the novel or whatever. That's probably for a reason. Yeah. Um, I didn't even really pick up too much on, like, the whole urban legend aspect of it, really, because I was just, like, so – I get maybe I was just so, like uh, – The man with the hook story. Yeah, the man with the hook story. Mm-hmm. It's, that's that's – I mean, this is pre-movie urban legend, so they're just, like, we're going to tie it in. I don't know how I feel about this hook as this guy's primary weapon, though. It seems very unwieldy. Well, also, it doesn't seem like it was his choice. Like mm-hmm. – he picks it up when he kills Johnny Galecki, and then he just is like, like "Oh, right. this feels right." <laughs> yeah. Why does oh, I'm keep it? Why does the Johnny Galecki character get killed by him? I don't know. They just needed a that death makes in me like so the first mad, thirty minutes. It doesn't make any sense? Yeah, he does. Yeah, there's no like, there's no stakes as like why. Yeah, I think that it was probably a studio note that we need a death it, in the first thirty minutes. I, I of read this that movie. it was. They were like, "No one dies for too long. You got to kill someone." And they were like, "Well, we already paid Johnny Galecki his day rate." So, <laughs> you know, it's true though. Nobody does die for a while. You know, uh, Ryan Phillippe gets run over, but I mean, that's scary. But yeah, it's not. And that funny. weird transition, like it would have been so much better if the. The fisherman like swiped at the camera, blackout. But instead, right. it's this like slow fade. I was like, "What happened?" Yeah. And yeah. the Barry character was run over with a car in the book. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. The book. All right. Was he? So I remember. I remember reading that like when they were casting it, Barry was supposed to be a like six foot three Adonis. Oh my God. <laughs> Was he in the books like a big football player? Dude? Oh, I don't remember. I'm sure he was, though. That's funny. But instead, they were like, "Well, we got Ryan Phillippe because he's well known." But he does play it like scary. Like you're like he plays it crazy. He's got that like alpha douche energy yeah, yeah. for sure. He's got that masculine energy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, going back a little bit to like the actual like crime that sets up this movie, you know, the events of the movie, you know, it's these four kids. It's not quite graduation night like the book, but it is a big night. They're celebrating. They're celebrating the 4th of July, the 4th of July. And so, uh, recently graduated from high school mm-hmm. and, uh, does she win the crown that night? Yes. This crab queen. Oh my gosh. The, I, I always, more crabs. I always <laughs> die at all of the other Miss Croker queens that it's just like these casting directors. Women. You couldn't have gotten like a 20 year old <laughs> actor to play all of these, all of these women. The second pageant is so, it's the same. We're, I was, my boyfriend, we watched it last night and he was like, why is she like 30? Mm-hmm. Like one of them's the same. Isn't it girl. a high school pageant? Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, they're out celebrating, you know, that she wins, you know, Miss Baltimore Crabs and they're out on the beach. Wins the crown is going to have to leave, is leaving for New York in four months. Yes. So what is she going to do with this title? She, I mean, how many grocery stores are there in this town for her? It's going to be a long commute from New York to North Carolina. 
to open up like for the ribbon cutting. Yeah. Um, Shivers is opening a third floor, and she's got to be there for the ribbon cutting. <laughs> oh, fucking Shivers! This this like department store, and uh, also the last name this, like Shivers, Helen Shivers. It's a, it's a good one. It's mm-hmm. it's silly when you think about it, yeah, but it's, it's a fun a, one. It's a fun last name. Um, yeah, th- this four foot by four foot department store <laughs> <laughs> that has clothing, but also I feel like Bridget Wilson is like organizing like loose vhs tapes or something at one point i mean it's just and like, then the glasses mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's like an old school that's how old department stores used to be you could go in for like a pair of shoes pick up some yeah. lipstick and but were they that small in these towns maybe yeah. i guess it's guess it's not like a, it's not exactly like your jc penny it's but like it's an your, old war yeah. like downtown like woolworth <laughs> store yeah but, I just um, love when she's like, go over to Ladies Fragrance. And I was like, okay. You Saying that there's there? like zones. <laughs> I have to turn and that's it. There it is. I can reach out my arm. Yeah, Ladies Fragrance. Yeah. Uh, love it. We kind of est- – do we establish right off the bat that Ryan Phillippe's character is kind of like unhinged? Yeah, for sure. He gets a scene with Johnny Galecki. Yeah. And also, it's a scene where Johnny Galecki's working. Like, yeah. he's a server yeah. at work, and he, he's like, what are you doing here? And shoves him. <laughs> I was like, working, he's clearly. On the clock. <laughs> you just saw him. Um, yeah. So we got these... Also, Sarah Michelle Gellar says he's going to go to rehab. What? Yeah, when she's lot... like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never noticed it until yesterday, but she's when she's like slowly mounting him being like we're gonna move to new york and then vacation in aspen and she goes and you'll put a baby in me before you go to rehab and i was like hold up can we discuss that what kind of there's a lot going on in this relationship also love does call him an alcoholic to his face she does Mm -hmm. a couple times i think move for your for your friend your best friend's boyfriend Mm -hmm. your best friend's boyfriend yeah yeah so I feel like Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, his whole thing is maybe he's kind of like less well off than the rest of them. That's what the movie wants us to think. Right. I mean, he does own a boat like a year later, so he's doing pretty well. He, yeah, he seems fine. <laughs> um, I get, but I think that like maybe Ryan Phillippe's character is supposed to be rich because he's got this like BMW. He's got the mansion. Yeah. And they walk the up mansion. to his house. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty massive. Yeah. So, you know, oh, we didn't even talk about the, I mean, the red herring of all red herrings of like the guy sitting on the cliff in the opening credits. Oh, yeah. We're just like, who is this? What is going on? Are you talking about David Egan? (laughs) Fucking David Egan. God (laughs) damn it. David Egan. And Hage's brother. (laughs) Oh, man. Damn it, David Egan. And it's one of the things that, this script. It's just like all of the red herrings. The central like killer of this movie, it just makes zero sense. Yeah. And it's one of those things that Scream we kind of take for granted is just a well-plotted movie with really great characters. And this just mm-hmm. feels like it was at the bottom of the filing cabinet when Scream it's the crossed. It's parody like, of Scream. Yeah. Oh, my God. When Scream cl- like crossed like $50 million, they just like grabbed this one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, when you actually try and sit down, I was trying to like verbalize the whole thing with the real killer and his motive, and it was like, 
way too long of a sentence. It just turns into like the Red Shoe Diaries or something. Because <laughs> yeah. also, like, if you if if this if you were Ben Willis, you get hit by some teenagers who dump you in a in a, in the ocean, yeah. and you survive. Hey, they think you're dead. Cool. You yeah. can like do whatever you want now. Like, why bother? This He's is a true. Vengeful, vengeful person. Yeah. The death of his daughter just, like, pushed him over the deep end, literally. Um, so, you know, they're all out. It's this night of, like, drinking and, like, you know, debauchery on the beach where it's that thing where straight couples are going to just, like, bone right, ne- like, ten feet away from right each other. Right on the beach. Yeah. They do the same in, in the movie Chopping Mall. They all mm-hmm. say they're going to bone <laughs> mm-hmm. in the in the department store. And I was where like, so you're just going to be on other? separate beds like you're gonna make eye contact with someone <laughs> that's fun for yeah, you yeah totally um and ryan Phillippe is like drunk mm-hmm. like supremely like smash swigging, 21st like, birthday drunk yeah drinking gets ray mad when uh ray takes his keys to drive home because it's his new like bmw or whatever and yeah you know uh blind corner blind curve hits something and turns out to be, you know, person. They think it's like he a also, deer or dog. Ryan Phillippe is out the sunroof mm-hmm. when they hit him, hit Ben Willis. Yeah. I feel like it should have, like, hereditary, like, taken off Ryan oh, Phillippe's yeah. head. <laughs> At least, like... like 100% mm-hmm. Ryan Phillippe's headless now. <laughs> that also would have been a better movie, too. Uh, hey, I mean... Well... That would have been fun. So it's one of those things that I think that Pete and I have watched Scary Movie so many times oh that God. it never yes! fails. It never fails. When uh, we hit a boot. Julie goes and picks up the boot, I always boot. just say out loud, oh, my God, we hit a boot. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that I know – I remember Scary Movie so much more than this sometimes that, like, I, I'm waiting for Scary Movie moments to yes. happen. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, that's the other one. We're, well, we're we already killed sure him. We might as well rob his ass. Yeah. Good idea. He might have money in his wallet. Oh, fucking I got a gold Panda. ring. Fucking Credit card. Panda. Yeah, just waiting for Shorty to pull up. Hotboxing. <laughs> um, so is it one of those things that we're at a point – in society that seeing these four white teenagers run over this guy and then refuse to go to the cops. It's just like, kids, just go to the cops. Also, You're white wh- and good looking. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> but also just Ryan Phillippe, you and Sarah Michelle Geller walk away while we call yeah, the police. Yeah, Don't exactly. be here. And we'll say, here. hey, they walked home. Mm-hmm. I drove his car back because I'm not drinking. Yeah. He spilled booze. Bing, yeah. bang, boom. Exactly. And clearly Ray hasn't been drinking, so I think yeah. that he's going to pass, like, any sort of well, sobriety test yeah. that they give him. Problem solved. Well, but what you don't know is that... Uh, right, but he's poor. He's poor, and, I mean, and he's half Puerto Rican. Well, but that's... I don't, I don't know if the character is. Just, <laughs> just Freddie Prince Jr. I do feel like this movie would be interesting with... A, a contemporary remake where it's not all white kids. Yeah. Where oh, suddenly there is more weight to... I got news for you. Oh, shit. Is They're it? making the TV show right now for Amazon in Hawaii. And I think that they Hawaii. did sort of interracially, like, cast it. So what? you'll that get that That makes wish. way more sense of why we can't call the police. Yeah, James Wan yeah. is producing it. It's okay. filming, oh, like, right okay. now. We're in good hands. All right. Yeah. All right. And it's kind of one of those things that it's a film, the blank premise, that I think that you might need to up the stakes a little bit. 
of like mm-hmm. what they do, and then he comes back and and just terrorizes them a week later. A week. Later. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> do more. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this it's like there's a whole lot of going on with like we can't own up to this. We've got to get rid of the body. Blah blah blah. He's already dead. He's out here by himself, whatever. So they get rid of him. I really – something that I love about this movie is that we flash forward to a year later. And mm-hmm. now uh, Love – what is her character's name? Julie. Ju- Julie James. Julie. Julie. So now Love is in college. It's her first year of college. It's been a year. You know, the whole year is done. We see her from behind writing on, you know, this like ancient laptop. Where the the screen is like a third the size of the actual <laughs> yes. laptop. The like the yeah. bezel on the screen is like two inches, <laughs> six inches yeah. wide. Yeah, um, she turns around and is just like grim death, methed out. Oh, it's been a rough year. It has been a year for her. It's solid makeup because she genuinely looks like a greasy meth monster. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. They do it so well in these early scenes and she's got like the like stringy bangs, you know, and her cheeks are hollowed out and all that. But as the movie... Sunken eyes. Yeah, but as the movie goes on, they slowly forget about it. She gets sexier and sexier with each scene. By the time we get to like mystical hillbilly like Anne Heche's house, <laughs> she's just like full on 17 magazine like cover. <laughs> Crop top, tits out, yeah. ready to play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> There's also way more long pants for a North Carolina 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's got to be hot. And when they, when they, later when they're, like, like scouting out the parade crowd, how are there that many people in rubber rain slickers? Right, yeah. In the 4th of, <laughs> on the 4th of July. It's very, it's very, you know, the weather's unpredictable. <laughs> and the Gulf Coast. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> How's, what Those, is... There's a there's a saying about Texas like how's the weather or something about changes every ten check minutes. again in ten minutes again in ten minutes yeah mm-hmm. but um, yeah I feel like Julie uh, for this kind of humidity is in a lot of knitwear that I feel like might not be a lot of floor length dresses she does do the classic boxy nineties uh, overalls yes yeah yeah which I'm not I'm not too mad at um, but yeah she's she'll be in like a sweater set you know like. Well, yeah, I do feel like everything that um, Sarah is wearing, you can probably just get in cotton on right now because I think those shorts are kind of back with young people, like the high waisted jean shorts. Yeah, I love. I'm so jealous of people who can pull that off because my Mm -hmm. torso is too short for that. (laughs) So I put on high waisted shorts and I look like Dee Dee from Dexter's Lab. Oh boy. I mean, you know, say say what you will about modern fashion, but you're going to pry my skinny jeans away from me out of my cold, dead hands. Oh, yeah. You, you weirdo Gen Zs that are like, <laughs> I want Janko jeans. No. Get out of here. No, you don't. You, can you get out. You can leave. Uh, I know it looks good on me. I'm going to dress for my body. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Julie uh, goes home. Goes home for the summer. Goes home for the summer. Um, or is it just the fourth weekend? I don't really know. So she did summer session. Sure. Mm. So maybe this is finally going home for the summer. Yeah. 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 Cause I think she just I wanted was... to stay away from home as much as possible. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I also didn't know that colleges used to send your report cards home. Right. Like oh, no. you were in high school. Right. No. I was like, I don't. I don't think that's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> My mom definitely didn't know that I almost failed macro <laughs> economics. She doesn't need to know that. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's a that's know. a need to know basis. Yeah. But um, she gets the she gets this handwritten, no postmark, no stamp letter done with the sharpie. Already, already psychopathic. Yeah. Like, we always laugh that there's an exclamation point at the end of "I know what you did last summer." Do you really need the exclamation point? <laughs> I don't it think definitely. So. I feel like it makes it less scary. It does. Yeah. It makes it like I know what you did last summer. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like it's gonna like dot his eye with like a heart. Um, like that's what you send to your friend when they like they went to Fire Island last summer. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hey, girl. I know. We all saw you under the docks. Summer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And the mom just so casually is just like, "Here's your mail." This like you know the super shady thing mm-hmm. that came in our mailbox. Hi, honey. Who I haven't seen in a year and who yeah. doesn't have friends here. Someone dropped off a letter for you. I yeah, hope there's seriously. not anthrax in it. Yeah. I mean, if this if this was me, it would like my mom would have opened it. <laughs> my mom would have opened it. Sorry. I think if it was this suspicious looking, my mom might have. Yeah, yeah. I know it's for you, but I mean, it looked weird. But there's no postage stamp, yeah. no return address. What the hell? So someone dropped it off by hand in our mailbox. Yeah. So immediately she goes to like find everybody. Right. She first goes and tracks down Helen because she assumes that Helen went off to New York to be like to be an actress, to be like a soap star. And and in less than a year, she decided it it, she it was it. it wasn't working because I mean she if you don't it. if you don't make it as an actress in your first year, in your it, first six months, yeah, yeah. yeah, get out. Just leave. Especially in some like some place like New York, too. It's just like I'm sure that just like acting in New York is just even more cutthroat as it is in L.A. Yeah. Also, you look. If Sarah Michelle Gellar looks like her, so like there's no way she wasn't offered some like, hi, come read cabaret in my basement. Like, <laughs> come oh, yeah. on. Well, you guys, you know, Helen had been through some things. Maybe she just here's a hot a- sandwich for you to <laughs> read King Lear. <laughs> she was just not in the right mental headspace to mm-hmm. like, yeah, to do this like off, 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 you know, basement nonsense production of cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And also maybe like her crazy long hair. I think maybe yeah. they were trying to make Helen look a little bit more like. Um, like middle of the mall, right? Is she it one of those reads a little sixties? Oh, yeah. is she one of those girls that would go on America's Next Top Model and they would get to the makeover episode and Tyra and Mr. J would be like, "Well, that hair is going to have to come off. Like yeah. that's going to have to be shoulder length or Mia Farrow, Rosemary's Baby." Well, then and I'm going home. Sarah just walks that's, off. That's when she pulls a Marsha and slaps him and says, "Cut, Cut my, my hair." hair. <laughs> I mean. That hair is far too long, in my opinion. I don't know. It's iconic. for. I, I think of Buffy. And I think that's also a problem for me with this movie is that, like, I'm so used to this age Sarah Michelle Gellar being, like, leather pants, high-kicking Buffy mm-hmm, that right. I'm like, come on. You can you can survive. Well, she did, once the killer, like, 
goes to her house and gives her that sassy new haircut, then she looks like Buffy. Then she looks like season two Buffy. <laughs> season two Buffy. <laughs> yeah, this is speaking of Marsha Brady, it's very much like, well, I'll get I'll get you, Helen. Ha ha ha, your prize hair. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like It's a perfect sleek bob. Yeah. <laughs> Marsha, what did you do to your hair? <laughs> I also like that when she's on the on the parade float, it looks like she got some some like touched up highlights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to like, get it. I'm going to get the hair fixed. Yeah, I might as well just 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 put in some new highlights. She's getting it evened get, out. Anyway. Get the Rachel. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been on trend. Um, so- also, it's so funny that in the beginning for the Croker Queen contest, it looks completely different than the end of the movie Croker Queen contest, where mm-hmm. she's like, I have to sit on stage the whole time. That no one was sitting on stage yeah. the first time. No. <laughs> so what happened? Yeah, it's it's a new thing for this year that last year's girl has to come out and and hand and it just off. sit there. Yeah. Um. So we find out that she couldn't cut it in New York. She's back in town. Uh, High flop. She hasn't gotten the letter yet. She hasn't gotten her own letter yet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they immediately go to. Ryan Phillippe. They go to Barry's mansion. Barry. Barry, Barry's mansion. Barry's mansion by the, <laughs> by the ocean. Yes. yes. Um, it looks like it would be like a, a mag. It's a, like a magazine set. Like Martha Stewart living mm-hmm. from the nineties would be here. And yeah. we get Ryan greeting them in that wife beater. Can anyone wear a wife beater a tank top like Ryan Phillippe? Well, some people can. I, mm-hmm. I would argue. Um, Marlon Brando. Oh, sure. All right. That was a tank, though. <laughs> That's the same thing. Okay. They're tank tops. Oh, Marlon Brando's had sleeves. It had sleeves. Ah, that was more of a t shirt. Oh. In my head, I'm picturing it being the, like, first streetcar. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe he did both. I think it was kind of like a crew neck shirt. We'll Google it. Because mm. um, isn't that whole, like, urban legend is that after streetcar, like, the sales of, like, tank tops yeah. went up? Yeah. T shirts went up. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a little digging. Producers will find out, but um, he hasn't broken his arm yet because that's. Uh, but he's just like, "Ooh, you got a letter," and he's just like, "Whatever, who cares?" This is nothing. I know what you did last summer. Ooh, what a crock of shit. We need help. Yeah, I'll say. You know what? You guys should check out a mirror once in a while. You two look like shit run over twice. You're a prick. We can't just ignore it. Come on, Julie. How do you know this is even related? You did a lot of things last summer. Yeah, well, only one murder comes to mind. You shut the hell up! So they go... Still a little drunk. Yeah. They go on... They go and tell... They go to rough up... um, Barry about the... About the letter, and he's just kind of calling bullshit of, like, anyone could have sent that. I'm not... I'm not buying it. Right. But also, like, who? Why, Barry? Yeah, why would they say... Oh, yeah. Does he go and rough rough up Johnny Galecki right... Yeah, he well, decides yeah. that it must have been Johnny Galecki. Mm-hmm. Just goes to rough him up uh, to kind of like scare him because he thinks it's him. And yeah, it's right. It's here when Johnny Galecki meets his untimely end, right? Mm-hmm. We get the great shot first, though, when he has the fish hook. The mm-hmm. not the it's not a fish hook. It's, it's a just meat like hook, a, yeah, yeah. And he like jabs it at the camera and is like, I'll kill you or whatever. And you're like, ooh, maybe it's Johnny Galecki. (laughs) I'm angry. and The scene following with 
him boiling crabs, I don't know why people working on a fishing dock would actually boil the crabs. You would want to send them to the restaurant Fresh. for them a to lot, boil them. Right? And them also, bo- yeah. I've gotten crabs out in the ocean. You usually have to clean them. Like you have to take off their yeah. You their, have to like, flip them and you have to flip them and hit them with like the mallet and then take off the legs and then you boil the legs. Gross. I don't know if I would boil Although the I, entire maybe they're crab. lobsters. No, they're crabs. They're maybe crabs, you don't have too. to clean lobsters. I don't know. Those, you know, North Carolina lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> that hot commodity. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it seems so weird that he is doing the boiling there. Yeah. It's almost like they just wanted the atmosphere of boiling steam. water, and that's probably what led to the scene. There's, there's, but again, it's the 4th of July, so blocks of ice are going to steam in, oh, in the sure. 4th of July heat. Yeah. There's a lot of steam in this movie. There's steam in this scene. There's steam later on when Ryan Phillippe is at his, like, boxing gym. Yeah. Boxing oh, we have the to town talk boxing about, gym. We have to talk yeah. about the gym. I mean, yeah, I mean, Ryan Phillippe couldn't be in a movie without having a shower scene. And the, I'm not going to complain about so that, though. I remember being in junior high watching this movie and looking at the locker room situation and just being like, I cannot wait to join a gym. <laughs> this locker room <laughs> is like wait. right in the middle of the workout hour of like the workout area. Go, you could be like pumping iron or doing like uh, weights and just seeing some guy take his clothes off the like what more could you ask for the situation in this gym is out of control it is like in the center is it just of the gym open in the middle of the gym i didn't even catch I, that yeah it, well i mean i think straight old dudes aren't gonna think about it they're like we're not gonna look and this and looks like a homos. man's gym <laughs> like your dad's gym that's just like they're just walking around well there's like a boxing ring in the middle yeah. Of it. yeah it's old it's old men in full velour sweatsuits oh yeah doing five pound weights <laughs> And then you have the town homo like with his opera glasses at his weight machine, <laughs> like staring into the staring into the shower. On the one really like uh God, do they, are do they even have like ellipticals? <laughs> like from the seventies or something? No. Some old dated. They would machine. have been a, they would have had a Nordic, a Nordic track, track, like one yeah. Nordic track from someone's basement. Yeah. The shower situation is kinda yeah. cool. I've never been to a gym with showers like this. Yeah, it's it seems like a high school yeah, kind of shower. Yeah, because there's like dividers, but they're open at the top. I mean, it's a man's gym. And in a man's gym, you sort of have semi-open showers. Yeah, I I, I have – so I, I don't work out, which shocks no one. <laughs> um, but and like even in – so like in high school, we didn't do use the showers. And then when I did Planet Fitness for like five seconds, I, I never used the shower. So I had like no real world – visual like for what actual gym person, showers look like i feel like i'm the only person i know that in high school we they forced us to shower they were like no we you, did, yeah that's that not a thing after after gym class they didn't for and ours freshman and, year 14 uh-huh. years old in there and our sh- the shower was a room a open so was ours square. yeah so you had the nightmare nightmare on the street two showers yes, yeah absolutely open square, my high school did is, Shower yep. heads coming out, but they didn't make you shower either. No. They made us. I was probably a little think- a little enthusiastic to shower after gym. <laughs> <laughs> You're running in there with your towel, like whipping around and Let's no go, one else guys. is going in. Yeah. No. They're all like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, not me, man. We were like But this is like shower. the type of gym in this movie that I would see at like our civic center, where like older men worked out at the civic center. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they have I their mean, chain, their gold chain on. Yeah. Well, the uh, the killer is like rifling through Ryan Phillippe's uh, locker. This is also one of those scenes that I always think of scary movie. Because yeah. I think I'm yes, going to see like I think I'm going to see a Polaroid of like a tiny penis when it says <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. This the chase in like with the car and everything. It's like why you're running. They're stealing your car. You're going to run after it. Not smart. Yeah, let them take it at this point. I also don't know if there's any walking away with Barry getting hit by that car. The second time in the movie where Barry Barry should be dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or should be dead. Or you're at least paralyzed for life. <laughs> yeah. You're you're in a wheelchair. You need physical therapy. Yeah. He gets. But hit. also, it's a town of what a thousand people. Right. If someone steals your BMW, what are they going to do with it? Yeah. I don't know. They're, yeah, they'd have to take it like way out of town to go find some chop shop or something. I also feel like in this small town, it at least would have been news that Johnny Galucky is either murdered or missing. Yeah, that, yeah, that seems that's a that's a headline. Yeah. That's a front page headline. Yeah, definitely. Um, Local fish worker <laughs> miss, gone missing while boiling crabs. Fishmonger. Foul um, play suspected. <laughs> so we have to talk about. Uh, Anne Heche and this like hillbilly witch like character. Sherry Moon zombie. <laughs> uh, I mean, what? I'm just kind of an, I've always been an Anne Heche like apologist. Love I've her. always like loved her. Mm-hmm. Pete and I are weird defenders of the Gus Van Sant psycho. I like her Marion Crane and psycho. Mm-hmm. The, the Gus Van Sant psycho is such an interesting thought experiment yes. that like you just have to think of it that it's a it's a film school project that yes. happens to be a Hollywood movie. It's like a feature length Warhol movie that we're going to remake this classic shot by shot. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we're going to add is more jerking off and buttholes <laughs> and uh, shots that's, of and shots of like livestock and lightning. Yeah, that's what we got. Stock footage. Um, but you know, and and Heche, I feel like. Uh, this is kind of a, could be a throwaway character. Mm -hmm. They could have done it a little bit more like, um, you know, like playing up the like Hills have eyes ishness of it. And that's for sure. That's there. But I don't know. I think she plays it a little bit more like spooky than scary. Spooky, but also I think she has a very sympathetic delivery. Yeah. Too. Yeah. She's, she's like a misty day. (laughs) <laughs> spooky but you feel sorry for her. yeah 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 and um you know that because we get this whole like other red herring well, okay the first thing is julie reads one thing in the newspaper that this kid on her lap no no she reads one oh, yeah. thing on we, her 80 pound laptop. laptop we noticed that that i don't think that you could have got newspaper uh scans scans in on just your desktop well whatever like your ass has to go to the microfilm for that whatever yeah you got to go to the library whatever crazy like college you know search engine she's working in you know she types one thing in each result comes in in a separate pop-up window which i can you imagine can you imagine using the internet that way that's efficient um and she finds out that somebody died last year and she's just like, David Egan killed him. That's it. Solved it. Case cracked. David Egan. So she's just got she's this. She's decided. She has this hair up her ass that she 
knows that it's David Egan, and now she wants to go to his house and what? She doesn't even have a plan. Not the right idea. She Not the right move. No, she has no plan. Uh, Helen is like, I mean, what I'm, are we going to do? She's I'm like, with oh. Helen when, like, walking up to this house. Yeah, she's 100% gonna, on she's Team Helen. That's it? like, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You want to go harass the man we murdered's sister. Yeah. She just even, for funsies. She doesn't even know that it's just a sister. It could fully be his parents, his grieving parents, you know. But, yes. but kind of fierce that their uh that their aliases are Jody and Angela. 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 <laughs> kind of fierce. That though. is a fu- I, <laughs> I that love is like that. I mean, that's gay. <laughs> that's super that's gay. That's gay. <laughs> Yeah, the Angela Lansbury thing is yeah, that's super gay, and they make one like pass. They make some Silence of the Lamb references in there, but yeah, so they're Jody and Angela. Love it. Um, but yeah, these scenes, you know, in this house, it's this very like creepy house, and yeah, what she's wearing, like, I mean, I a guess dirty it, stained nightgown with well, like an apron. Well, I think that I she know. was like, um, like cutting up chicken or something. That's why she had. She the was apron butchering. On. She she was mm-hmm. butchering animals, like in the back. Um, yeah, so she's got like a weird apron, but it's kind of like flesh, not flesh colored, but yeah, it's 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 flesh. It's in the flesh tone family. Flesh family, mm-hmm. yeah. But she's very monochromatic, she, and she's staring at mm-hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller making the phone call, which is just so weird and red herringy. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And then also, like, when they do decide to leave and they're sitting in the car and, like, she comes running over and, like, bangs. Mm-hmm. I love how she bangs on that window. So aggressive. For it's, You forgot cigarettes. It's very aggressive for cigarettes because then you're like, well, does she, you know, she knows what's going she's on. She's a murderer. She knows what's happening. Yeah, because she's just like, oh, I got your car started and, like, is walking away as, like, they're driving yeah. off. If- if I were a not murderer person and someone forgot cigarettes at my house, I would. Hey, you yeah, forgot the cigarettes. Forgot these. And she, she throws her body weight at the window. And it's like, <laughs> hey. Yeah. And fully is like jumps on the car as like Julie's attempting to drive away with this woman still hanging out of your window. <laughs> she, she is. You're going to kill her. Julie isn't a, like cranking up the window. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to kill a second person. Vehicular manslaughter. That's the real movie. It's just Julie James succumbing to being vehicular, <laughs> doing vehicular manslaughter over and over. Just mowing people down once a year. <laughs> Every 4th of July, I'm cursed <laughs> back to, to run town. someone over. This poor town. Yeah. I think we've got, I think we've got our reboot. Um, so this whole time, they, have they even gone out to, to reach out to Ray yet? Well, Ray's in the hospital. Th- uh, no, Barry's in no, the hospital. Barry's in the hospital. I meant Ray Ray goes to see them in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So he's in the hospital room. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think there might be like a passing, like they see Ray after they rough up Johnny Galecki. I think oh, they like right, have right. a quick, Yeah. hi, I'm back in town, but we're not going to date. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's just like, oh, you've got the boat, blah, blah, blah. They have a little like. Which I'm also just like, good for you, kid, like 19 year old that has your own boat to go fishing with. Because like. Your own business and boat. And also like fishermen, it's hard work, but you can make a lot of money being a fisherman. Yeah. Like they go out like the like the Alaska fishermen go out for. Oh, a yeah. month out of the year. It's yeah. one of the most dangerous the jobs in the, the world, but it, it, it pays well. Yeah. I kind of assume maybe it's like his dad, because he keep, kept talking about turning into his dad. 
and like turning into his father and all that. So I'm thinking maybe it's his dad's boat or was his dad? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Family business. But in the movie's universe, it's a poor person's job. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, he basically owns the orca mm-hmm. from Jaws. <laughs> it's like, that's a success. This looks like a successful man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, this is when we get Helen coming home. And her dad is watching a baseball game from the 80s by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's and like she's a... Drink- yeah. She's drinking her ice cold Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a refresh... On a, on a balmy North Carolina day, I yeah. wouldn't turn down a, a, an ice cold Diet Coke. Oh, I remember when the cans used to look like that. I or they had that. the bubbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at the old cans. <laughs> yep. I got <laughs> excited. I got excited when I saw the can. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did like. I, I love clocking like a movie of when it was made of how soda looks. Yeah, what is what does your packaging look like? You know, that's what's so wild about some a movie like this from this era. Like to to my eyes, this movie doesn't look like it doesn't look like when we were like kids or teenagers and you'd watch something from like the seventies. Yeah, how yeah. those movies just looked fucking old, and you could tell that they were like a different era. It's not like a pull off top on a soda. Yeah, so like, do yeah. do do like the millennials with their like Jinko jeans and their like middle hair parts? Are they watching this going oh like, God. look at these old people, this old movie? They don't even have cell phones. I I mean, a hundred percent, and I can feel my bones turning to dust yeah. as like as they say it. <laughs> it's like when I'm at work uh, with um, a supervisor of mine, and I mentioned the movie Clueless. Like, oh, this song was in the movie Clueless, and she's just like, what? <laughs> that that's an old or, person movie or like think what is an old movie to you and they say scream and you're just like, like uh, no uh, yeah. and it's like but but clueless was only released in 95 25 right? years ago well it's like i did a sh- i did a musical with a 16 year old like two years ago and i mentioned titanic i was like oh i've ever i've never actually seen it all of it because and he was like what and i was like the boat sinks at the end and and like i and everyone dies except for her. Like, I, I, I know the gist. And he was, he like said something. I was like, it came on two VHS tapes. It was very daunting. <laughs> and he looked at me like, what? And I was like, the, when you like rented it, it was two VHS tapes. That's how long the movie was. And he was like, oh, VHS tapes. And I was like, oh, you're a child. I hate this so much. But real talk, Lex, <laughs> you need to finish Titanic. <laughs> I will get there eventually, but like I, I know the gist. The they bone in the car. Yeah, but hey, he gets handcuffed. All they, all they it. had was each other. I do have the poster like right in the back of us. If you right haven't behind, noticed I it. do see the poster. Yeah. Yeah. We also have the two tape box set on I display. Can, can go reach out and on display right proudly now. in our apartment. <laughs> I love that. You know, I've never finished the second tape of Braveheart. I remember watching really? the first one, but I didn't make it to the second one. I feel like it's a different movie if you only watch the first tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching Act One of Into the Woods. It's a very different musical. Oh yeah, <laughs> I usually fall asleep before Act One ends. But um, so Helen gets her fierce bob. She does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Her sister's a bitch first, though. Just we have to get that in there a once bit again. More, yeah, a little is bit the more of is the washed up. Has been having a moment. That shit's Wash cold. Wash up, dried up, has dried been. Dried up, oh has been. God. That shit's cold. 
Like, so rude. that's your sister, and she's only nineteen. That's Jesus one of those. Christ. That's one of those reads on Drag Race where they do the where they do the reading challenge, where like a majority of them don't really get it, and they just say mean comments. Yeah. Yeah, or it's like pheromone stand up. It's just like, oh, yes, that's just mean. Or uh, Utica's stand up. It's oh, just mean geez. and aggressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, but also, this is the girl that sees her sister being attacked outside. And it's just like, what do you want? What do you want? Why why are you yelling? Like she can't see him behind her? He's not that far away. She's being attacked. Like what if she was like being raped? like she's going to be murdered in moments and she's just like Idiot. I I also don't know about her sister choosing to have store inventory on the 4th of July. What the fuck is wrong yeah, with you? Yeah, come on. Are you Ebenezer Scrooge you wanna, for the summer? Do you want to pay your employees time and a half? Yes. But they they don't have employees. She's doing it alone. Well, that's because everyone was like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like, on the I'm fourth. sick. Cough, cough. She's Eb- she's Ebony Scrooge. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Vanessa Williams, the little known Vanessa Williams, BET version. We love I, believe it was, I believe it was VH1. Oh, was it VH1? Yeah, it was VH1. Ebony Scrooge? Okay. It was a good one. Yeah, Kathy Griffin. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, she gets the hair chopped. Uh, I do like the bit of sound design where you can subtly hear breathing in the closet. I think that's... That is a nice touch. I think that's a nice touch, yeah. Oh, I didn't catch Did that. Did you notice that? Yeah, oh, you, can, you can sort you of hear breathing. You don't need to see him. It's, mm. it's enough just to hear that he's there. Sure. Well, can we kind of see him, like, up the stairs? Like, I mean... Helen must have taken like a Vicodin or something because she's there was Ambien. There was Ambien <laughs> mm-hmm. in that diet coke. Like she was not like waking up, getting her hair cut at all. It was although it wasn't even a gold can diet coke. No, it was the silver can. It was not caffeine free. No, it was full on. Yeah, full of caffeine. So she, yeah, <laughs> she went down. She went down hard. But um, oh, the gold can diet coke. Just why? I love that moment of Sarah waking up and noticing the hair. It's some good acting on Sarah. The the crown and the hair, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and this wig, this, this this wig, this out of the shake and go out of a bag puffy wig, symmetrical. Yeah. Oh yeah. He puts the crown on her. Like she wakes up with the yeah. crown. On her she head. wakes up yeah. with the crown, mm-hmm. and it says "soon" on the mirror in lipstick. Okay. <laughs> I wish he. I wish he kissed it. I wish he also did the the drag race kiss. <laughs> XOXO. Although now I wish now I wish there was some drag race queen whose lipstick message was just soon, soon. in the <laughs> yeah just soon that's it oh man we should have got the footage of like of like Helen though just like with the Windex on the mirror and just like rubbing it off <laughs> the, it's a, it's a new the, day in the workroom <laughs> from the other side from the other side of the mirror of the two way mirror <laughs> love is love is doing oh, her confessionals. <laughs> I don't want to go home. It's uh, a, a new day in the workroom. Yeah, new me. <laughs> new hair, new me. Oh man! So, I you pointed out that when um, Ryan Philippi just kind of like naming off everything that happens to everyone, and Ray's just like, I got a letter. Look, he's after me too. I got a letter. Oh, you got a letter. 
I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter? That's balanced. What body? What are you talking about? Drop the act. Yeah, because (laughs) Julie discovers um, Johnny Galucky in her trunk with the crabs. Which, how in the hell? Does this get cleaned Beyond up? That, so how fast? in the hell did he get it out? How did he get it out? The this trunk's trunk, not wet. It's completely dry. No, this is. I mean, I like don't know. Like he would have to lay down a tarp. Yes. I don't know why Julie just didn't drive to. Just didn't drive where she wanted to go. She just ran, you know, like through the streets, waving her arms. You would think that Hell's she needs house. this body as proof. Yeah, Yeah, my brain is like, slam the trunk, drive over there, honk the horn till they get out. Like, I'm not leaving this car. Yeah, I'm not like letting this out of my sight. I love that. I love that delivery by Ryan when he's like, when he's like, did the crabs carry him away? (laughs) (laughs) They carry him away. (laughs) Rude. Um, yeah. And, I, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's in her, She's like, wearing her hat. N- yes. Her dancer hat. I also like that she changed into this, like, halter top. That's just like, that's what you're gonna wear? Lime green. To go and see Lime the dead body halter. in Julie's car? It's a hot day. It's summer. Yeah, it's a, on a hot <laughs> summer day, it, that's, that's a look I'd go for if my friend was like, there's a dead body in my trunk. <laughs> Let me get my halter Let me top. put on a crop top. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just feel like the logistics of... Getting the body in, all the ice, all the like crabs, getting it out completely with dry. no one seeing in no. the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no yeah, she's in, in the this of the like day. neighborhood. No, this is not. But this is where we get the classic line, <laughs> the iconic moment. <laughs> so good. I mean, this is like some MTV Movie Awards clip reel shit right here. What are you waiting for? The number of times I do this on a weekly basis to my boyfriend, to myself, <laughs> and you got to say it around to, like, the, house. the sky and like turning around. Oh yeah, no, I fall on arms, arms out. out, spin around. What are you waiting for? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to. Apparently, do it. that direction came from like a child. What he like won a contest? It was like some like combi on set contest that a kid won. <laughs> And they were like, oh, do you direct, the, like, help us direct the scene. And he was like, I think you should put your arms out and spin and we'll, like, and do, and, like, scream up at the sky. And, and Love was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but I'm going to do it. Wow. And, and that, then she did it. And that child today is gay. <laughs> yeah, and that child is a homo. Could you imagine that of, like, being out at a bar and hearing that And that someone? child was Thor G. Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Of just like I was the I was the kid that was brought on set for I know what you did last summer and I told Jennifer to to do that little bit when she I, says what are you waiting for I directed the what are you waiting for I directed that, that would be my that would be my Tinder bio my Twitter bio I mean, my Insta bio forever yeah yeah I'd embroider it on pillows and also also setting up that is Ray another red herring that is it Ray is Ray working with Anne Heche and also Elsa. Mm-hmm. Oh man! If they that formed... would be a great little trio, oh, yeah. an alliance. Yeah, you could I'm get in. like the scream reveal of the not two but three killers. Yes, exactly. Oh, man, we've got to we've got to write this the graphic novel of like what could have been. <laughs> he like goes to write something down, and Julie's like, "I recognize that handwriting." <laughs> Ack, and she runs. Those exclamation points. <laughs> So Helen has to go get her hair fixed because she's she she has to be in like 
on the parade float in like two yeah. hours. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's the other thing I never think about that she says I can't be at the store at noon or at, at nine or ten because yeah. she has to be at the at the parade. So from wake up time to parade is not a long time. No. Yeah. Um, and the parade lasts like all night because like by the time. There's it's still happening still when and she dies. Also, this small town has it in the budget for this for not one parade but two parades, and also these floats of these like of like the croaker fish that the she's giant on giant clamshell. Yeah, yeah. Because when she's on the float with Ryan Phillippe sitting on it, it's daylight, right? A hundred percent. It's like later, eleven. It's noon. Yeah, and then later on when she gets killed, there's still marching bands. Yeah, I mean that it, poor marching band is just bloody feet. Just, it's the <laughs> doing it's the, the town. Loop. I mean, it's the it's the ten o'clock Fourth of July marching band show. I mean, shit. This, yeah. <laughs> also, kind of on. the the stops that this town pulls out for the croaker. The how about the milieu like set design of the croaker <laughs> pageant? It's very fun. The like hand painted scrim. Yeah, <laughs> that's some like some like trip to the moon. That's some like tonight, tonight shit. <laughs> and it's such a tiny stage. Like it reminds me of when I like my pageant because <laughs> it was a tiny stage, and they're like, "Hey, all fifteen contestants, can you all stand out here at the end?" And we're like, "I guess." Yeah this this theater or whatever it is that they're in. I always thought this room is so narrow. It's like a town hall. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, it's got the balcony up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Johnny Galecki hadn't been killed, Ryan Phillippe's death in the balcony, would that have been the first one from the murderer? I think yeah, so. Yeah. Um, also, another scene that just reminds me of Scary Movie. Because I just yes. expect to see yeah. or just to hear pieces of ADR of she's just like Pamela Lee. <laughs> that's my girlfriend that's my girlfriend oh man pamela lee um oh but we also have uh you know julie goes back to yeah, visit Missy. she's she's gonna take the she brings a yearbook, the yearbook photo. so the plan has evolved from let me bother this woman whose brother i murdered yes to let me go back and ask if Pester. she will look through a yearbook and <laughs> identify, identify some. <laughs> yeah um I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Leave her alone, leave, Julie. Leave this poor girl alone. But this is when Julie, you know, super sleuth, who, you know, she figured out the whole David Egan connection. The first Nancy place, Drew of drag. The Nancy Drew of drag. Julie Fletcher. <laughs> Everywhere she goes, death follows. Um, she's, you know, she kind of figures out that what, Missy and the Egan family believed was David's suicide note is the same I know what you did, you know, letter that they're all getting. No exclamation points though. Right. Mm-hmm. So David did not get the That's why they <laughs> the pep. that's why they thought it was a suicide note. It was sad, it was somber. It wasn't as exciting yeah. as, as hers. He put, he did a frowny face at the end. <laughs> yeah, his like handwritten emojis. Um, <laughs> so this is all going on kind of at the same time because that's why yeah, she's yeah. not with I think it's sort Helen. of cut in with uh, Helen on the parade float mm-hmm. 
It's a back and forth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the the crowd full of rubber rain slickers. Oh my goodness! Naturally, yes. Um, so from here on out, I feel like that we're talking about how well paced. I Helen's feel like kind of this chase. bit of the movie of the big slasher movie chase scene with Sarah is pretty well done. Like it's a very, this, it's, it's easily one of my, even like this movie is sort of, it's good, but like, I know it's not the best. Yeah. This chase scene is probably one of my like, top five. It's well edited. It's well directed. You just sort of see this path of her in the cop car, seeing the cop murdered. Mm-hmm. She busts out the, the window she runs to the store and then they have you don't know if she's going to survive yeah. or not like and i think yeah. that's what is really cool about it you don't know yeah because she makes it through like different levels she makes it from the cop car to the store then she's in the store then she gets out and you know now we're in the alley and this alley by the way there's like big rig there's 18 wheelers like there's what? like an airstream what is this tire budget in this town <laughs> so we were watching a, a making of documentary on youtube that i think that they just pulled from the blu-ray uh, uh-huh. The director talks about how when he was scouting locations for the department store that he just really liked this location. So they wrote this location into that scene just because he really liked it and he just thought that it would work really well for the chase scene. And when she goes through the alley – well, also the Bridget Wilson-Sampras scene of the murder I think was reshot because originally I it didn't have blood at first. I don't think yeah. that she was murdered on screen. And there was no blood in it. Um, and then the alley scene, same alleyway, shot differently. Movie magic. Same alleyway as well. Really? Just like it's the same alleyway of when she uh, first goes down it and then the rows of tires. It's the same alleyway that they just redressed. Oh, yeah. They, that do, they, just they do that all the time. Now but we're going to do the reverse Just angle. movie magic, though. You would never That's know. fun. Of just – and also just the tension of she's going down these alleyways and you think that she's going to make it. She is so close, and when she turns around, I get mad every time. I don't know how the fisherman (laughs) made it all the way over there. I guess that he just bolted the long way, like, around the street and made it to the other side. Because she's so close. I think he knows this town a little bit better than Helen. He's been around the block. Than the Croker Queen? Yeah. He knows the town better than the Croker Queen. You know, I mean, shit, the town murderer. Uh, yeah. This... Can we also talk about Ryan Phillippe? He's like, I'm going to protect Sarah Michelle Geller by being as far away from her in this room as possible. I'm going to protect her from the balcony. Yeah. Not off stage. With what? Yeah. He has like, a bow I... in it. He has a long bow up there. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like this murderer's MO is not like shooting people. Like, no, we know it's, it's like, a hook. Yeah. It's, it's literally, you have to be feet away from them so, should have been in the front row yeah i mean that's that that's not his strong suit was not uh smarts the brains department mm-hmm. not a big thinker no 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 but yeah from now from here on out it's like we're we're losing people left and right this is a good you know uh suspenseful set piece i think sarah's really good you know, in the scene she's too she's really good in it she's great um, that elevator thing is mm-hmm. always oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the coolest set piece ever. Yeah. And actual elevator in the location that he just liked and they wrote in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, but this whole like final showdown on the boat. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that this last act of the movie, if I was like the producer or the director, I'd be like, Kevin, do you want to just rethink the last act of this movie? Because we're going to be on a boat. It's just going to be a pain in the ass to shoot. 
Yeah, it seems like it's got, you know, like very many like levels and rooms and there's lots of stuff going on with this. But she keeps opening doors and climbing a new – I wouldn't do that in a boat that no, I was but not also, familiar like, with. There's no <laughs> – every time I see it, like this is an impossible boat. This is like the shining – the Overlook Hotel of boats. Yes. I am a big sucker of – in slasher movies when you see all of the main characters' bodies that they're all being kept together like in Halloween. I do – Yes, that's – with this when the body swings and what's his face swings down mm-hmm. yeah, yeah in halloween mm-hmm. yeah yeah but this is like this you know mc escher you know boat uh <laughs> <laughs> that ice room set piece is so clever though i have to give credit for that one it is but the the little uh the little ice that just look like uh like something that you would put clear, in the plastic. clear plastic i mean yeah. it probably had to be clear plastic just for shooting logistics yeah i think i read on imdb so like grain of salt mm-hmm. said it was gelatin and i was like there's no way like no that would have pla- like turned that- to mush after a while yeah yeah it's got to be like you know the stuff that you put in the bottom of like a, a vase or a, yeah. a fish tank prop ice mm-hmm. but yeah love that love that room very cool um you know ray kind of comes to the rescue i love when he gets uh, kind of like punched off the side of the boat. <laughs> well, Julie Holy... notices Billy Blue, his oh, his, his, boat. his boat name. Yeah. yeah. Which why are you naming why are you naming the boat Billy Blue? Maybe it's his dad's boat. Billy could maybe be a his lady dad named... named it the Billy Blue. It's Billy with a Y, not an IE. It still could be a, maybe the you know the the, the yeah well. At an, at any rate, you know. <laughs> and this is just sort of when I think that there's even a scene of love just explaining the ending of the movie. And you're just like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we got there, but you explained it very confusingly. Yeah. What is the real killer's name? Ben Willis. Ben Willis. So Ben Willis murdered David Egan and David Egan was... Ben Willis's daughter's boyfriend. Okay. No, girlfriend. Yes. Or Ben Willis's daughter, daughter was dating David, Susie. David Egan. Yes. Yes. Because Ben Willis's boat is called Sweet Susie. Sweet Susie. Mm-hmm. And then... So she dies in a car accident. So it says she drowned, but he survived. So did he just oh. like... Not let her like not help her out of the car like and maybe that is that why, why he hated vengeful. her. Yeah. So we think that we uh, we think that the that our hero teens ran over David Egan. They actually didn't. He was killed, but it was made. To, he was already dead. He was already, he was already dead. dead. They thought it was a suicide because of the note. Because the dad was taunting him like he's doing with them. It's. This, this is too much. It's this explanation that makes you really, like I mentioned before, appreciate how Scream, Scream. sort yeah. of like puts all of its pieces together at the end of that script. Yes. I feel like as a viewer and especially as a young viewer, you're just like, you forgot about that kid on the cliff at the beginning of the movie. You definitely, you, <laughs> you know? definitely, but then you're like, they don't even cut back to him. Nope. They, like yeah. there could have been a flash, like mm-hmm. a, just a quick on-screen Very flash short, of like yeah. David Egan was sad and he like spins his little medallion or whatever. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, none of that. We get none of it. We're just supposed to put all the pieces together with like some like expository, you know, exposition dumps by a couple of characters. But you know, and did you notice that Ben Willis in his like shrine to the kids mm-hmm. has a photo of the parade that that Sarah Michelle Gellar was in that day? Jesus. <laughs> he had to go it's to the, the one same, hour photo. It's the same float. Yeah, so he took a photo of her, oh dropped gosh. off the film, killed Ryan Philippi, picked up the film, nice. then put. Was it the car in the alleyway sure. to kill Sarah Shugeller? All it was missing was just the pieces of yarn. The red yarn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or her hair. Like Ooh, a lock of her yeah, hair tied together. Because yeah. there was something that they left at the dock when they threw him in the water at the very beginning of the movie. I think that was the spinny medallion. The spinny medallion, yeah. And you yeah. see, yeah. And, and you get that shot of it. Yeah. I feel like they thought they were doing a really good job of like leaving little clues. But like, they thought they were being. They thought they were clever. They thought they, you thought you were clever. <laughs> um, yeah. So at this point in the movie, we're just like, who cares? Yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> Pull it! Come on, get the hook. <laughs> get the damn hook. Uh, I mean, is it? Is this like the definitive man with the hook movie from the urban legend? I'm trying to remember if Urban but, Legends has a hook guy. Yeah, I mean, there's a. I mean, there's a scene where the person. Ha- well, the whole thing with the hook guy is the guy is hanging from the car, and they yeah. think that it, they never do it. And also, kind of a little tie-in to Urban Legend with "I Know What You Did Last Summer." That Jamie Blanks, who directed "I Know What You Did Last Summer," he's from Australia, and he did like a trailer pitch for "I Know What You Did Last Summer," and Neil Moritz that produced the movie. Like really wanted him for the job, but it fell through at the last minute. And they pretty so they much, gave him Urban. They right? gave him just oh, make okay. a horror movie, direct a horror movie, and we'll and we'll make it. And it was it was Urban Legend. Here's Rebecca Gayhart. Make a movie. Yeah, <laughs> make make her hair the centerpiece of the movie. <laughs> wow. I do have to say, if I'm at the video store, I'm like in junior high, and I have to pick between. It's Friday night. Urban Legend, and I know what you did last summer. I hate to say it, I'm probably picking Urban Legend. <gasps> Girl, I am not. Are you going cover alone or like <laughs> knowing the movies? Knowing the movies. Although mm. both have great covers, though. I was going to say that both covers have that like, ooh, I want to yeah. see this. I would, I would say the like hierarchy of late '90s teen slasher movies. Of course, you got to. It has to be Scream at the top. Scream yeah. two. Urban Legend, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I still know what you did last summer. It's probably in the bottom, even though I always have fun with it whenever I whenever I I revisit it. It's it's a fun one. Brandy's there, surviving. Yeah, do we wanna above Scream Three? Just just talk a little bit oh yeah. And then Scream Three is is bottom bottom bottom. of the barrel. Yeah. (laughs) No, then Scream Four, then three (laughs) blank spaces, then Scream Three. Funny story about Scream 4, I was watching – I put that on our Apple TV when I was packing last week when we were going out of town. And Pete walked in and he was like, what are, you, are you watching the Scream TV show? And I'm like, no, this is Scream 4. And Pete was like, what? It looked, it looked like garbage, Just Mama. because when you revisit that movie, Mama, it is it's not – It's got a weird gloss it to it. It is not yeah, H-Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies at that time had that weird like – it's glossy. Yeah. Weird sheen. Don't know don't know how to describe it. I love it. Emma Roberts though, so I'm I'm always down to see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. Um I only saw it the one time and was not 
super impressed. I feel like I'll watch Scream 3 first just because it's so stupid that it's just like kind of fun. I but still know what you did last summer. A good a good vacation killer it's a movie. It's good sequel. Set yeah. in the Bahamas. Yeah. They win a radio contest of what is the capital of Brazil. And, and get the it whole, wrong. The, 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 like the prize is a f- all-expensed-paid trip to the Bahamas in hurricane season. That Ben Willis paid for. <laughs> yeah, the logistics of I Still Know What You Did Last Summer are bananas. A, suppo- all- a, a supposed-to-be-dead fisherman bought four all-expenses-paid all tr- passes to the Bahamas. And sure. also, the dad from Gossip Girl, like, what's his name? Doesn't matter. Oh, no, it, it does matter because it's tied into the movie. Ben's son. Benson. Ben's oh, yes. son. That's right. And then That's they they, yeah, they really hammer that home for you. Okay. Man. Will Benson. Will Ben's Will son. Ben's so good. Oh, for crying out loud. But I need to watch it again, but apparently. taught me what the real capital of Brazil is. It is not real. Yeah. I'll never forget now. It is not real. Actually, <laughs> I don't know what the real capital is. I just know it's not Rio. <laughs> we won't we we won't uh we won't test each other on this one because it'll take a minute. <laughs> we won't do geography yeah. pop quizzes. <laughs> I don't have my Wikipedia at the ready. Isn't it Brasilia? Sure. Um but yeah. Uh, I'll let you have it. Say it confidently and I'll let you have it. <laughs> but um Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah, Brandy, who should not have survived that movie. Oh yeah, I don't think there's any. But had the star power from that glass house that she fell through. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh man, but does it have the new metal soundtrack like this movie? I mean, it has the "How Do I Deal" single from Love. It does have a love single. Yeah, and a karaoke scene. Ah, also the killer had to. Somehow program the karaoke. <laughs> the killer somehow had the know that love was going to sing "I Will Survive" and type in "I Still Know" in the karaoke lyrics. Well, maybe that was the only karaoke song available. I mean, you know, some like basic ass girls out there given the opportunity to sing karaoke. It's either going to be summer Probably loving, I will uh, yeah. It's going to be summer loving or oh, or, summer loving. Or oh, I will it survive. hurts. So maybe he, maybe he had some alternate lyrics to both, just to just to cover his bases. <laughs> every that's the thing. Every song yeah. that you could pick eventually he turns into. I still know what you did last yeah. summer. <laughs> See, you never know. Uh, so, I mean, do we recommend that movie? Why not? It's fun. I have a feeling it's probably going to end up on our Patreon commentary. And I think it might. I think it. Yeah. Might. <laughs> But I mean, I, I know what you did last summer, a property that's still thriving. Like I mentioned before, they are filming the Amazon Prime series right now in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I think that production started in Malibu this spring on that. Or not Malibu, uh, hmm. Maui. I'm su- I'm very surprised that I'll always know what you did last summer didn't destroy this franchise. I always oh, forget man. that. Because it should have. Yeah. And it, uh, that looks... So- Will, like, not is, great. Is that whole thing like the Cruel Intentions sequel that was meant to be a television series and they just made it into a into a t- into like a movie? I don't know. I think it's more of the American Psycho 2 where it wasn't supposed to be a yeah, sequel. Sure. And they just branded it as I know what you did last summer. It takes place in a Midwestern town, so no water. The fisherman is still the killer, and then you, the twist 
plot twist is that it's the zombified body of Ben Willis. Oh, oh man. That's the killer. All right. Now is we got to watch Smith it. Smith from Dawson's Creek in it? I, think I don't know. Is he zombie? Is he zombie Ben Willis? Oh, man. Well, I mean, shit. That is available for uh, <laughs> streaming. So that today. movie exists. <laughs> yeah, that's a real. Yeah, thing. that's a film that exists. <laughs> wow, but I mean, yeah, I, I I feel like this movie is crazy and as silly as it is. It's still it's still fun because these these performances it's fun. are, that's, are nuts. it's very fun. Yeah, yeah. Update: Kier Smith was not in. Oh I'll well, always know what you did last summer. But you know who's in this movie? My girl, Love Hewitt. I mean, <laughs> national treasure. <laughs> Your bestie. <laughs> My bestie. Would I bring up this movie uh, immediately, you know, when when we when we when we hang out, when we have like magazine and wine parties? I might go Kids Incorporated first, but sure. I'll definitely talk about this with her. <laughs> and you know, I think she's the kind of person that'll just be like super happy that you uh you know that you're a fan and that you just like still like talk about some old properties. Mm-hmm. I think she's that kind of gal. It's just like, thanks. Yeah, she would. Yeah. I'll definitely bring up house arrest. Oh. I would bring up the Barbie tape. I always forget about the Barbie. Working out Barbie. Oh, man. And is you that the thing where, like, it's like a stop motion working Barbie? Working out Barbie. Huh? It's like no, a stop so motion it's a re- I don't think it's a stop motion Barbie, unless it's cutaways. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Okay. But I know it's like... I I don't think you ever actually see Barbie do it. I think it's just like <laughs> the, all the kids are on screen. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Maybe even thinking of the commercials for like just the like the workout Barbies in the eighties that they did have yeah. stop motion ones, and they're like, FYI, Barbie doesn't do that. Well, so I think the I think working out Barbie had suction cup feet, so she could do oh, okay, sure. goodness gracious like toe touches and stuff. I love it. I love every minute of it. Um, we're kind of working our way through the Sarah Michelle Gellar cinematic catalog, which is very limiting. We'll be doing Scooby Doo one and two. <laughs> I love Scooby Doo. Oh, Sarah and her husband on this movie, so it's. It, I mean, it's a big deal to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this I bet is... they watched on their anniversary. Oh man, what a treat! Every year, I would. <laughs> Every year, do they have kids? I think they do. Yeah, I think they yeah. have a couple. Yeah, a I'd show of, it to them. A friend of ours that used to work in the art department on Buffy, and he was on set a lot, said that Freddie was very, very nice whenever, whenever he would come on set. He seems like a nice guy. He said he was just a really nice guy. That's awesome. Yes, indeed. But um, but yeah, this movie it's a, it's a lot of fun. We definitely recommend you know. I mean, it's iconic. Watching it, it is iconic. It's camp. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. camp for sure, for sure. Especially- it's the campy porn parody of Scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it kind of gives you the idea though, like you know, uh, copycat movies are like are a thing. But this is like a well like produced. This is a real movie. Hold the sound. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think kind of like nowadays or, or like since then, there would be like these weird copycat movies that just like now they would just end up on streaming somewhere. But like these are all real like name actors, you know. It would be the hallmark where you're like, is that – is that – no, that's not that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like no, this is like a real – Is that Gretchen Wieners? Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, – but yes. We d- we definitely recommend watching the hell out of this movie. I feel like I always sort of revisit this movie around Fourth of July. It's a good Fourth of July movie that no one really talks about. 
this and Jaws are my are my two Fourth of July midsummer movies. If I was better at doing the schedule, I would have made this our Fourth of July episode. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it to you early. Hey, listen it's again. a fun time. <laughs> listen again when it comes to Fourth of July. But, um, oh man, this has been a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I, I love coming on all day. But so, yeah, what have you guys been doing in your podcast lately? Yeah, talk about your show. Dissecting um, the eighties. We <laughs> we have uh, let's see, we did uh, Russell Mania for March. I don't remember. I don't remember when. I've recorded so many episodes of that show that I don't remember what was what I was last on this on your show. Uh, we did Kurt Russell month. Ooh, uh, it was Oops All Carpenters. So we did they uh, not they live. We did the thing and Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, I programmed the show in the month of April, and we did um, Legend and uh, Labyrinth and coming up soon we're about to record a uh, night of the creeps Yay! and we just that is bubba from mama's family in it i'm very excited because i have not seen it but my brother owns it so he's he's like i love this one and then we did uh what Ben midler did we do ruthless people love it love it man the 80s what a time those are all right like fucking great movies. i listened to your legend episode you want a little hard and you want a little hard <laughs> on legend i had I grown up with Legend, I, it would have been a very know, Legend different. Legend is like my jam, but I do understand. Maybe not a great movie if you're just like joining the party all these years later. It's nuts. It's a lot. It's so much heavier than I thought it was yeah. going to be. So you guys pointed out something in Legend that I've never really thought about of how sparingly used Tim Curry is in that movie. Oh, yeah. And it was makeup issues. I know. That they just couldn't he, use him a lot. He like... Hurt. He, he like pulled the, pulled it off like, and got like a like chemical burn skin or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, "Well, I guess you're out for two weeks or whatever." Holy shit, man. Yeah, is this screen time in that movie like ten minutes? It is way less than it should be yeah. for how cool that makeup is. Yeah, it's it's great. It is it is iconic. And labyrinth. I mean, come on, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yeah, these kids. Oh, labyrinth. They don't we know have what. The yet hell. to get to our legend and labyrinth episode. They're on the way. Yeah, we have to. We have to cover mm-hmm. both of those movies. Oh, labyrinth! Uh, labyrinth is a hundred percent. Yeah, primo. Yeah, I feel like if I given the opportunity, I would just wander around town in a puffy shirt and a applique vest, yeah, with a, a a high collar cape. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean. She's got she's got an iconic wardrobe. I was listening to Race Chaser today on my walk, and they mentioned what's David Bowie's name in Labyrinth, and I just said Jareth out loud. It's on my Jareth. Walk. It's Jareth. Jareth the Goblin With King. T H, not Jared. And, and all they got was it's David Bowie in Labyrinth. I was like, no, it's uh, Jareth. <laughs> I hate those moments because you're like screaming at your phone, like it's this. Also, it's Jareth. Isn't, isn't Jareth Jinx Monsoon's real name? No, it's Jarrett with Jarrett. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, maybe. No, no, it's Jarek with K. It's Jarek. I was wrong. Sorry, Jarek. Sorry, Jinx, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, yeah. So check out uh, dissecting the '80s. 
Yep, we are on most podcasting platforms. You can also do uh, go to patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s, where we have done some of the, the bigger ones that people always talk about, mm-hmm. which would be like Roger Rabbit, Ooh. Great Muppet Caper, uh, Top Gun, Dirty Dancing. You did two Great Very Muppet Caper fun. episodes. I did. But the first one I did was like five years ago. Sure. <laughs> And so and I was like, that's why I was like, it feels like it's been long enough. Yeah. I can, I feel comfortable doing it again. I do feel like we did put it out in the universe of Miss Piggy to go on Drag Race, and she was just announced that she's going to be an All Stars. <gasps> I did not hear that yeah. announcement. I might have to actually watch All Stars now. <laughs> Subscribe to Paramount Plus. Yes, indeed. Ugh. You're like, no. <laughs> one more, one more streaming. You get all the Nickelodeon shows though. Well, I so okay. When I got my nipples pierced, all I wanted to do after was lay down and watch season seven of Drag Race, which was only available on Paramount Plus. So I did the free trial and then forgot about it. So I got charged for like two months of Paramount Plus, and I was like, "Oh, oops, no." <laughs> and it was twelve dollars. It's an extra value meal. Yeah, <laughs> I've been debating of getting the nipples pierced, and I'm just too scared to do it. I will say, I, my ta- I have I have two thigh tattoos that I got done at the same time, and my nipples pierced. That's my only body mods. The nipples hurt way more. I have a full chest piece, and I'm afraid to get the nipples pierced. I I mean, I, from other people, they say that the nipples are pretty painful. They it, they hurt me at first. I'm fine now, but like that. I would recommend not driving yourself to the nipple to the piercing place. Okay. Have someone else drive you so that you can just all the way home. All right, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. This has been so much fun. Got to wrap yes. it up, though. We could keep talking forever. We'll have you on again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we could keep you forever. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But until then, we will uh, say goodbye, let you go, and bid you adieu. Bye, man. Bye. 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 And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Yay. Once again, another great episode. Uh, I'm going to go watch. I still know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Since we talked about it so much. But um, since we are at the very end, it is about that time. We've got some Patreon shout outs. Shout outs. Thank you so much, everybody. We've got a brand new patron. Yay. Merle. Thanks for signing up, Merle. Thanks for signing up. Thank you for being a friend. We've got some other patrons we want to say hi to. So aside from Merle, we want to say what's up to Jacob, Michael, Charlie, Heather, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Don, Joshua, M. Lamelli, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, John, Nick, Christine, and Rafino. Love it. Love it. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for being a friend. And thank you for following us on Patreon. Everybody out there, you should head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out a ton of Watcher This Commentary We tracks. have our monthly newsletter. Yes, indeed. We have our, for the top Patreon members, the Watch With Us commentaries. By mm-hmm. the time that this episode comes out, a new commentary will be out, too. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, you can get a postcard at any level. So Mm -hmm. why don't you go over there and subscribe? We would love it. We'd give you a shout out every single week. And when our episodes run long, I will put on an extended cut of the episode. Yes, indeed. Actually, we're going to start doing that, too. Well, we have been doing that. So a couple couple long ones are on there. If they run long. 
We would also love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review our show. Give us five stars. I want to read another one. Yeah, we haven't had a new review in a while, so we'd love it if we got a new review. We'll read it on the air, uh, just like all the other ones. So head on over to do that on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And you can find us on Twitter. At MTMUG Pod. Yes, indeed. My name's Pete and I am on Instagram and Twitter at Peter Lasagna. And I'm Oscar Scott on Twitter. Scott Youngbauer on Letterboxd. What am I missing? Instagram. Instagram, Scott Youngbauer. Yes, indeed. So head on over there. Check us out. But uh, until next time, until next week, we bid you adieu, my lovelies. Beware of the man with the hook. (laughs) Watch out. Bye. Bye.